Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast of Half Bougie Broads. This is your girl, Rita B. This is your girl, King Rosa. And this is Mika. Uh, we, you know, we took a little bit of a uh, couple of weeks off for some personal reasons, but now we're back and we're ready to, you know, get jump back in and talk about all the um, interesting topics that have been going on lately. So before we get started with, um, you know, with the topics that we have at hand, does anybody want to talk about anything that um, has per- been pertinent, anything going on? Nope, it's just summer. We <laughs> kids are out of school, and <laughs> it's summer. It's hot. <laughs> and it's hot in Florida. <laughs> yes, I go outside, and my thighs go to sweating. <laughs> if I sit down somewhere outside, <laughs> with the sweat dripping all down my legs, behind my knees. So I'm on a diet. I can't. This is, listen, I'm losing weight from not eating <laughs> and from all this fat sweating off. <laughs> What's well, so unique up here while I'm at in Atlanta? It's like comfortable for me, right? And everybody mm-hmm. around me is talking about how hot it is, and I'm like, yo, they can't handle is... it. I was like, yo, this is perfect because <laughs> they ain't from Florida. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, I, I saw... love this weather. <laughs> I saw Sarah from from somewhere up north where it snows. I think post something about oh how it's 79 degrees and how hot it is. I'm like, girl, if you don't sit your up north behind down somewhere, talk about 79. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't handle nothing. <laughs> Seventy nine is our winter. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's that I, in, in in December. <laughs> yo, I asked somebody. I said, "Is this is is this the weather for the summer?" I said, "Is this it in in Atlanta?" Because I was like, "I'm gonna be walking around here in shorts and like, <laughs> take that, just living my greatest life." <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, Killmonger, is this your summer? Is this this your summer? summer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Let's let's segue now and talk about Mika because, I mean, she's mad at the heat, and I know she's mad at something else. So let's see what she's mad about now. Okay, so I am mad, and I'm mad about the typical stuff, like, you know, the typical situations that constantly happen to me at work. But this time, I'm mad about the people around me. Whose reaction was not what it should have been when a man disrespected me in the way that he disrespected me. So I'm at work and um, at work, you know, y'all know I do a lot of troubleshooting. I'm an implementation engineer. So I I handle a lot of stuff where I work with a bunch of different clients. Most of them are from, you know, IT companies of other different companies. um, And they're usually men. And y'all know I fight the battle all the time with these men who... First of all, I have a vagina, so I'm automatically already in this 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 club over here of oh she's a woman, she doesn't know how what she's doing. And then my mama name is Shamika. And so that's a double whammy when I come in and I'm knowledgeable because that vagina and Shamika means it's a black vagina and they really not having it. So um, you know, so I'm used to the overt disrespect where they kinda overtly do it and I have to, you know, nicely put them in place with my knowledge. But this man, you know, um, I asked him to get me some logs because he was having an issue. And I'm like, okay, in order for me to troubleshoot it, I need you to get me some logs. And he told me, like, his response was, first he was like, oh, well, here's the name of the 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 device. You could get them, you know, you go, you go ahead and get them. It's online. And I was like, I don't understand why you can't get them if they're online. Um, you know, I need them to be able to troubleshoot. And the reason why is because 
they manage their own system and do their own thing. It's not for me. Yeah, we have a back door, but it's not for me to go in the back door unless it's extenuating circumstances. So you have to provide me the stuff, not me just going in there taking it. But so I'm like, yeah, just if it's online, you can pull them and give them to me. So his response was, um, I am not your gopher. You can do it yourself. And if you're going to be adversarial and not help me out, then you can find me somebody else to work with me because I will not be putting up with this. So this is the name of the terminal. And if you're feeling ambitious, you go ahead and do it yourself. Oh. Everything in me starts shaking because y'all know old me. It would have been cussed out so fast that I wouldn't. nobody would have had time to stop me. I said, no, hell, he didn't. And I said it out loud. And Jessica, who <laughs> sits right next to me now, was like, what, girl? So luckily she was there because it, it gave me time to not have to type so fast <laughs> and lose my job. <laughs> but I was like, oh, he can kiss my whole black ass. Like, I was in work, at work, sitting at my desk. Like, oh, he can kiss my whole black ass. Like, I'm like, I'm ready to lose my job. Let me update my resume because he finna get it. But, you know, I took a moment. I took a breath. And I said, you know, he can't talk to me like this. But in the meantime, while I'm going through all these emotions, not one person from his company, because there were several different people on the on from his company that was on there that, that's part of the project management and the management team. No one from his company stood up and said anything. No one from my company, who's part of the project management team as well, stood up and said anything. Everybody just continued through the emails as if he had not just said what he said in such a disrespectful and unprofessional manner. And when I tell you at least five more emails came through and nobody addressed what he had just said, I was mm. shocked. But I addressed him and I addressed him very professionally and told him, first of all, it's your job to get those things to me. Because if you want me to do it, there's an extra charge for that and I can get you in contact with the salesperson if you guys would really like to pay that amount. But then secondly, I said, you know what? We need to get on a call to discuss the expectations because what you just did was unfair, unprofessional, and disrespectful. And I will not tolerate it. Your company should not tolerate it coming from you, and my company should not tolerate receiving it. So we need to get on a call and not only discuss what the expectations are on for everybody on this project, but also how we should operate in a professional manner. Mm. What that expectation is. And I ended it there. One email. And what did he say? Oh, I still haven't gotten an apology, but his whole entire tone changed. He got me them logs. And he's like, thank you so much, Shamika. <laughs> and I'm like, I want an apology. So we're still going to have that call. Because I'm still going, my project management team, get them on a call now where I'm having them take me off the project. And he know he don't want me to leave that project. <laughs> so get them on a call now. Because um, you're going to give me an apology. But my anger is not necessarily with him because I'm, I'm angry at him for what he did. But I put him in his place. See, he's a young white man, so he think that that's okay for him to talk like that. And I'm right. used to having to deal with him. But my anger is that all of these other people let him represent, let him talk to me like that, and nobody said right. anything. Like his company didn't step in, and if they said it behind the scenes, shame on you. He said it out loud. He should have been forced to apologize. He should have got his spanking in public. Right. You know, and and that's that. But I, I was disappointed and I was upset in how they didn't respond and nip that in the bud it made me the woman the one who was doing right on the team have to respond and, and that that ticked me off and, and it's a constant battle like i said and i thank god for my growth because like i said the old me would have been out of a job because he would have got cussed out seven ways to heaven like it, it, there would have been no whole bars in that email i wrote y'all know how nasty i used to be with the, the typing fingers <laughs> um so i thank god for my growth but i I also pray for this struggle that I constantly have every day because I feel like 
you know, it, it's becoming a real hard battle for me to overcome. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm weary and tired of having to constantly keep fighting this battle. And it's, it's, it's tolling and it's draining to have to make sure that I represent myself as not the angry black woman. So I have to minute, you know, have to mend my words and flower them up and put them in this nice, beautiful scented rosebud. Like, but I still have to tell you, you can't treat me like, why do I have to still tell you that you can't treat me like this? Why do I have to tell you that your behavior is unprofessional? And why does nobody else say this to you? Why am I the one who have to say it to you? That's not in my. That's not my job. I'm just a. I'm just a technical person here to help you get your project going. You have. There's a project manager from my side. There's a project manager on your side. There's bosses from both sides on these emails. So why are none of y'all in those higher up positions seeing this? Not snipping this in the bud. Right. Right. And it's unfortunate because this is how we are raised <laughs> as youth. You know, and it trickles over to adulthood where I can talk to this woman however I feel, you know? Not this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I guarantee you, like, I feel like he would not have addressed another male that way. I know he wouldn't have. Exactly. That was my part, is I know he wouldn't have talked to another male like that. And the one thing that, you know, Jessica said to me, she said, you know, I applaud you for standing up. She's like, because there's many of us. And she she used the word coward, but I know how she is with words. Coward wasn't what she meant, but she was trying to say is there's so many of us who fear so much of losing our job or getting in trouble or stuff mm-hmm. like that, that we, we would have sat back and taken it. We wouldn't have said anything. We would have sat back and taken it and, and not have stood up for ourselves in the manner that I did and she said not only did I stand up for myself but I did it in such a professional manner that he had he had no rebuttal there was no Mm -hmm. way he can get mad Mm -hmm. at what I said because it wasn't disrespectful it was straight out this is the truth and and you can't do this it's not going to be allowed on my part and your company should not even allow you to do that you know, and she was like, she applauded me for that. And she was like, you should do a blog or something about telling women on how to professionally do this because that took courage. And that took a lot of self-control to be able to do something like that and do it in the manner in which you did it. And and I agree, like, some the younger me would have probably either would have done one of two things, got fired or just shut up and ate it because you, you don't know your worth. You know, you, you're still trying to develop, like, what am I doing here? Do, do I deserve to be here? Am I doing a good enough job? Mm-hmm. Will this cause me to lose my job? And I'm at the stage of if it causes me to lose my job, I get two to three recruiters hitting me up every day trying to poach me. I'm going to be good. And I pray and I just put it on the Lord and say, I'm going to be good, but I'm not going to be disrespected and talked to like I'm nothing. That should not be okay. That should not be okay. My company shouldn't expect me to do that. And if they expect me to have shut up and just take that, then it's time for me to go anyways. Right. Uh, Okay, I'm done being mad. Oh, so much. So much in that. (laughs) It's so much. Yes. But I love that how you broached it too with the setting the expectations. Um, Because he knew what that meant. (laughs) He knew exactly what that meant. And but that was such an appropriate way to handle it is we need to to, to lay down our ground rules and <clears throat> can't nobody argue with that. <laughs> like, OK, we need to come to a common understanding about how this is going to how we're going to work together, because this this ain't it. Yeah, you have to operate professionally. And if you haven't learned that, then let me teach you. And I, like, I, I'm sorry they didn't teach you that, but but let me teach you that there's a way that you, because he's a little young, but there's a way that you have to operate in the business world when you're dealing with people. I, I, I'm mm. so sorry you hadn't learned that, but I'll teach it to you, no problem. 
especially these male dominated fields oh. it's, it's really tough very <laughs> Yeah. And now, and I'm not even going to get into because that's a whole nother conversation that we can have a whole nother day about millennials. Lord, forgive me if y'all listening. I'm sorry. But some of the just some of the, the professionalism at work. I, I mean, maybe it's just not that the millennials just because I, I think because I'm older now. And so I see the younger 20 something year olds and I think that they just need to learn that. And learn how to be professional at work. And then and that's every generation. So I don't want to call them out. But just every generation. Like they need to really kind of learn professionalism at work. And it's just something that I know comes with time. And ex- But it's also, I think, expectations of what they expect from people. And sometimes they expect way more than they really should of other people. Or just, you know, they have just the wrong idea about how things should work. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, they think that they are, they know a lot more than they really do. And I think we all went through that as, at a young age, is that you think you are so much more advanced and so much farther along than you really are. And you're really not giving respect to people who really have the knowledge that you wish you had, but you don't. You know what I mean? Or you think you have, but you really don't. Like people who put in decades into the business and the job. And you really should give them that type of deference. And you don't because you think you know it all. I agree, but you especially know, you got to have the, somebody there to teach you, and if I got to be the one, yes, <laughs> and he's gonna learn today. He's gonna learn today. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so thank you, Mika, for talking to us about your mad moment. But we really let's get to something else that we gonna have, we really have to talk about, and it it flows right into the respect, okay? And it's the ride or die chick syndrome that's what i call it anyway the ride or die chick syndrome and i want rosa to start us off and tell us how kind of how she thought about this topic so so i've always seen this topic around my timeline on facebook multiple times throughout the year but it's been coming up a lot lately especially since beyonce and jay-z are going on tour for their you know on the run tour too and I saw a post on my timeline, and it was a, a, a black man who posted it, and it had multiple pictures of celebrities in, who are couples, and he was talking about how black women need to start embracing the ride-or-die um, narrative because in the long run, you know, look what happens in the long run. You know, you have happy marriage, and if you just stay you know, through all of this that you will end up having someone to grow old with. And there was another narrative that came out. I didn't tell y'all about cheating. There's another narrative that's been continuously going on on my timeline where they're saying that women should not leave relationships because of infidelities and cheating because you should stay and work that out, you know. And what kind of disturbed me is I saw a woman on um, Kimberly Foster, my favorite feminist. She did a video about it, and a woman commented on her video saying that her parents experienced infidelities. Like, her father cheated on her mother multiple times, and she said that a woman who stays is stronger than a woman who leaves, and we shouldn't criticize women who decide to stay for infidelities 
And we should embrace women who stay just as much as we embrace women who leave because it's tough. Yeah, because it's tough to it's harder to stay, you know. And um, but I really wasn't feeling her because she said more stuff. Um, she was processing her own trauma on the post. <laughs> yes. And I think she missed the mark of what Kimberly Foster was trying to say. And um, that's why I brought up this topic around this ride or die. And what does that mean? What does that look like? What? Where are we going? What do I have to ride to? What am I dying for? <laughs> so I like, well, let's start off with what does it look like. Let's start off with what does yeah, it look like. What so, does it look like? Well, let's do this because the, it, it, depending on the generation you come from, it means different things. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't hold to the ride or die chick syndrome because – Ride or die means I'm sticking through you through thick and thin through everything. I'm not finna go commit no crimes with you. I'm not finna hold you down while you do illegal stuff. And and in my generation or where I grew up from, that's what that meant. It, it had it yes. wasn't necessarily about the cheating and staying with him through all the other women. It, it was just that encompassing that whole lifestyle of, of illegality and unethicalness. And no, I'm not. Mm. Right, I'm not a ride or die chick. But I know in if this you go to jail a, for drugs, dealing drugs, we're supposed to just be there for you for yeah, eight or, years. Or we supposed to and take a rap for you because that means we only gonna get yes. you as opposed to you getting life. That's a big no. Thank you. <laughs> but I think in this day and age, if I think about what they what they mean by it and, and they 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 kind of juggle the meaning as well but in this instance i'm assuming they mean you're riding to die for your man whether he's cheated on you or not and i will say this like unless you're inside of the relationship i am not going to pass judgment on whether or not you stay or not for what this man has and hasn't done mm-hmm. and, and i don't care if it's right. been multiple because because that's that's not on me to do and we've all dealt with issues in our relationship where other people have said oh girl you should leave i don't know why you're still there but we stuck through it for our reasons you know what i'm saying so i won't say that yeah. i think that cheating you can get over it so i don't think that you should just automatically leave a man because he has cheated you can get through that in a relationship in a marriage of both people are willing to put in the work to get through it but i think like we have to be cognizant of not making it into something that it is our, our parents used to stay because they had no other choice and that yeah. that's why in this day and age they like women just leave it's because we have they, they were financially reliant upon these men they were mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms with a whole bunch of children there's no way that they could have left and then still being able to live a life so they had to stay and then the men were a little bit more respectful in the stuff they did they might have cheated and had that side chick but that wasn't coming into their home you know, they could have had a whole nother family and some side babies and, 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 and it was never that woman knew better to say anything to that to the to the wife in public. Like it was never done as disrespectful as these men do it nowadays. And so they say, Oh, well women stayed and my mama and them stayed. Yeah, but it was a whole different era and it was handled a whole different way and it was done a whole different way. It, it not that cheating is respectful, but it was a little bit more respectful than how disrespectful these men are nowadays. You going out, you know, bringing home diseases, getting babies, posting on Facebook, like you really embarrassing this person wholeheartedly out in public, and you expect them to be able to get through that and stay with you. And and that part is is I can't ride and die for that. I think it has to really be on the individual, and you have to really assess what you're willing to stay for and what are your deal breakers so for me and and i say this now for me cheating is a i have to leave because 
I experienced that in my old in my relationship for five years, and I never got over it. I when I tell you for five years, I never got over it, and. I will be doing my partner a disservice trying to sit there with it because I I am not equipped for that. But, you know, somebody else might be. I, I just know my limitations. And I think that's what we have to identify, as, especially me as a single woman. That's You have to identify that. Like, what are your limitations? Like, what can you handle as a person before right. you go crazy? <laughs> And I don't want to get in, into a, like a pissing match about, okay, well, if you stay, you're stronger. If you leave, you're stronger. I think that's ridiculous to even try to, to, try to do that and try to compare because like you, y'all been saying, everybody's situation is different and you can't say somebody's stronger for doing whatever. Of course, you know, you um, staying, yes, you have to suck up, suck it up. You have to move past it. You have to really not just forgive. You have to be able to move on and move forward. Like and let it go. You're going to if you're going to keep those vows if you're married and you're going to keep those vows and you're going to say I'm going to work it out. Then you truly have to move on. You can't bring it back up five minutes when that person gets mad. Like you can't throw it in their face. Like you really truly have to move on, and that takes a lot of work. But leaving takes work too, because that's that means you've given up. And you have to grieve the loss of what you thought your relationship would have been. You have to grieve the loss of seeing that that person like you going old with that person like you thought you would. Or you having that nuclear family with your kids and your husband that you thought you were going to have. And you have to move on and live a, find, find out how to live your life totally different without this person. And so you have to move on too and work together with them for the kids and not not poison the kids against that person, not hold the kids and dangle the visitation with the kids over that person's head and keep that person from visiting because they hurt you. They didn't hurt the kids. They hurt you. You know what I mean? And so you can't, you, it takes, it takes guts no matter what to deal with, with cheating. So I don't want nobody to say one is be- worse than the other or better than the other, because I think that's bull crap to even try to do that because then that makes it, it's just, you know, not damned if you do, damned if you don't in this relationship, you know what I mean? If, if say we're, if we're the victims in this, you know, in the situation, it would damn it if you do it, damn if you don't, it sucks no matter what. So pitting one, one against each other, just like you pitting the mommy wars where stay at home moms versus versus working moms. I think it's just, it's ridiculous to even go there. I can agree. And you, you guys know my situation, you know, I, I got divorced and it was due to, to cheating. And I'll tell people all the time when I, I'm very open and honest about it. It wasn't the cheating that caused me to leave. It was the lack of respect and how he cheated that caused me to leave. Mm-hmm. And and that was the part that I couldn't get over because I was like, if you've lost respect for me, that I don't think that that's gained back. The cheating mm-hmm. I, I could have worked through. The respect, the manner in which you did it and the loss of respect is what I couldn't. And that mm-hmm. leaving my family, because marriage to me was, if anybody knew me in my old days, like player, player, <laughs> marriage to me was, that was the it. I, it was, this was going to be my one and only marriage we were going to raise our children you know and I ain't even want kids so to say children is a big thing together and we were going to live happily ever after so it was super hard for me to break that because now I was making my child a victim of divorce and I know what divorce kids go through so I had to make the decision of oh my goodness this is the hardest decision of my life because as a mother I want to always do what's in the best interest of my child (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that was not in the best interest of my child but me being unhappy wasn't going to be either so I I had to make that decision and then I had to make the decision like Rita said is now I have to put him in the best position to succeed even though we're divorced 
and and people see my situation they're like how y'all do this and people don't realize like it's for this child because i love him so much like i now have a relationship with my ex-husband and his wife who's the woman that he cheated on me with we take family vacations together we do pretty much everything together as a family and i'm okay with that because my child is extremely happy and well adjusted Mm -hmm. And so to say that it doesn't take courage to to, to, you, to leave is the easy route. It was the hardest thing I ever mm-hmm. did, <laughs> you know. So, it, I mean, I'm sure people who have stayed have hard stories, too, about it was the hardest thing they ever did to stay. You know, so we all, like Rita, like Rita said, we can't do this pit against because everybody has a story that's heartbreaking and that's hard. Whatever decision you made, it wasn't the easy way out. It's all hard. Mm-hmm. And it's also another narrative to go with this, not just cheating. Um, basically sticking by your man through his brokenness, <laughs> brokenness and, and brokenness. Like, um, I know a lot, a lot of people, I see a lot of relationship experts say to me, like, oh, well, post to everybody. Well, you know, women are more put together and you're not going to find a man that has all his shit together. You know, it's going to be stuff wrong with him and and you're going to have to be there to nurture him and mother him and and make sure he makes right decisions. And why do I have to ride through that, too? Like, I'm 36 years old. Like, I, I, if I if I can pay all my bills every month, why can't he? You know, I'm, I, you know, I tell you all the time that crap is for the 20 year olds. You know, what I mean, y'all can ride, you know, you can ride through the brokenness at 21. Nobody expects y'all to have it. Either one of y'all to have it all together at 21 years old. Both of y'all are going to make mistakes. You're going to, you know, what I mean, you're going to have to deal with the money issues and not being able to pay rent because you went out and partied. And that stuff you're supposed to go through at 20 years old at 30 plus. Like, you should have that out. And if you didn't work that out of your system yet, then find somebody who's on your level. But don't try to, my just thing with men and and fuckboys, I'm sorry, but they are, is trying to get with somebody who's way past your childish point. Like, you're not, like, you're not finna sit in my house where I'm going to work every day and I'm paying the bills and you're playing Xbox at 30 plus years old. Like, it's not happening because that's something you should have done 10 years before and got it out of your system. At this point... Nobody's saying you have to be making six figures, but your butt got to do something. And it ain't, it's like I've, I'm tired of men making women feel like they're wrong for wanting a man to just do something. That's yeah, I it. I get the do just, something part. And, and, yeah, you can't be sitting at home and you still you still sitting there thinking about what you're trying to do in life. But, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on a different side of that narrative. I feel that, like, we... As women, we are strong and we are nurturers. And sometimes we are, you know how they say behind every good man is a good woman. Like we are the sometimes the ones that motivate and push them towards greatness. But I need you to already be, I need you to be on that path and and, and making plans for that. I can't come in and I got to be the one to make you start even thinking about it. That's like, the yeah, difference. That's, that's the difference. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't be sitting there playing video games and I'm like, don't you want to do more? No, I need you to be like, babe, I want more. Like I'm going to go do this and I want to get into it. Okay, then yeah, I, I'm going to back you let's go because we're going to be great together I can do that but you got to have that ambition in you and you got to have that want yes. I can't put it in you and I'm not going to sit there and baby exactly. through it because that, that ain't happening I think that's what a lot of people don't understand the difference between the two you can get you a man that's on the struggle to come up but don't get you a man that ain't willing to struggle to come up 
<laughs> exactly. You yeah, ain't even willing to put the sacrifices in to do the work. You're just willing to sit at your, you know, at 35 years old. And at 21 is fine to work minimum wage, but at 35 years old, you shouldn't be sitting there working minimum wage and expect to be like, like, yeah, I don't know, you know. Job. I need you working three. Oh. <laughs> I need you to hustle. I know it's, it's possible because I hustle. I need you to hustle. <laughs> and I think it's more around um, just these narratives of these men who are kind of just kind of getting their degrees right now at 30, 36 and 37. And I understand, you know, college wasn't for everybody, but, but a lot of them haven't even really established a – a, a independent life and that's what I'm talking about when I say they haven't established they're not doing what I'm doing you know what I'm saying they are living with whomever you know what I'm saying and not splitting bills they're kind of like paying whatever they feel or like it's a lot man like you y'all if I tell y'all all the stories that I run into at this age well I'd be like nah bro I just I I'm not interested in this <laughs> I don't want to go through this I don't want to struggle through this you know I think yeah. I mean, what we have to remember and I, I maybe this is happening for another day is so like our 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 our, our black people we have a tendency that once you're grown you get out and you done. You know the parents are done taking care of them. And in other generations and other races, they don't do that. Like their men are not forced out there at eighteen to go into the world and make a living. And I think like that that sometimes hurts our men more than it helps uh-huh. them. And and then on the contrary, like no, nah, you can't be fifty five still staying with your mom either. But you know what I'm saying? I think like we as a as a community as, as a black community have to kind of find that balance of when our children are really grown, because 18, you just finished high school, you're not really ready to be out there on your own, you know, you, you're just not, that, that's, if you didn't go to college, that, that's mm-hmm. usually our parents thinking, you, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a job and get out of here, well, maybe college ain't for me, but I'm still at 18 and not ready to go out and mm-hmm. live on my own, so, you know, they, they haven't gotten the, the nurturing that they need to, to become adult, yeah, you stay at home, I'm going to have you pay one bill, you get you financially responsible, you learn how to manage your money, I can help you do these things, and then perhaps I can release you at 24, 25 into the real world where you can be set up to be somebody's good husband, you know what I'm saying, instead of a little boy who was thrown out there to the wolves and <laughs> you done struggled and now you done found some chick who could take care of you because you've been looking for that because it was hard, and, and now you're preying on somebody's daughter. Yeah, I definitely think that's a conversation that we can have a, a whole show on because I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, but I think we need to move on because we're running a little low on time and we need to move on to Rose's relationship corner and talk to her about being humble. So I guess this really goes what ties into our whole show. Uh, my actual advice today is I want women to stop being humble and because we are taught to be humble kind and sweet and really downgrade our accomplishments when we need to bring those to the forefront if we're single and dating because what that does when you bring that to the forefront it drives your confidence to find someone who well yeah find someone who is equally yoked with you per se, not out of the religious context, but who's going to be like really for you. And you have to like put that to the forefront. And I, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I was really down last month for two weeks. I was really depressed about 
dating and what all these men have said to me the past two years and my singleness, you know, I've heard some really harsh criticism. And then I dropped $967 on June 3rd for my rent. And I said, Rosie, you just almost paid $1,000 for rent this month. How you letting these niggas tell you who you are? How are you letting these men come in and tell you, these unhealthy men tell you who you are? You need to not be humble because you have been doing this since you were 23 years old. Ever since you graduated from college and got your full-time job, you have been doing this by yourself. Yes, you've been having help from your family because, of course, they're there for you. But overall, you've been dropping all this money by yourself. And don't let none of these men tell you nothing and move that to the forefront. And that's why I'm King Rosa today because I'm not nobody queen because the queen answers to the king. And no, I don't answer to nobody. I do this. Like, I'm... I do this. You know, I'm not letting none of these raggedy men come into my life and tell me nothing when I'm dropping almost $2,000 worth of bills every month. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and doing this by myself. Ain't nobody, my daddy ain't giving me money every month for my rent. Yeah, he paid my car note, thank God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But who paying your rent? Who buying your food? Who paying your gas? Who paying your electric? Who paying every cable, everything? You do this. And you don't have to answer to nobody. And you need to stop letting, I want, and this, I'm talking to myself too as I talk about this. I need to stop letting these unhealthy men come into my life and tell me who I am. Because I ain't nothing they say I am. I am I am King Rosa. I don't have to answer to nobody. And if you can't match this, go about your way and don't say nothing to me because your insecure ass ain't worthy of of the king. So okay. that's my rant. That's All that's right. that's me. That's two snaps in a Z formation. All right. I ain't gonna call you King Rosa, but you know, you can <laughs> I, I, I I dig it. I dig it. I like it. <laughs> Don't let these Negroes come in here telling you nothing. Yo, you, Sharita, you, I mean, Rita, you know what, I tell you what these crazy men be saying to me. They say some crazy stuff to me. And I'll, and, and this month, June 3rd, when I dropped that rent, I said no more. <laughs> I said, we are right. done. <laughs> I heard that. All right. Well, that brings us to uh, Black Girl uh, Magic Moment. Uh, on top of Rose's black girl magic moment. <laughs> uh, we also wanted to nominate Miss Valerie Jarrett. It's a black girl uh, moment of the of the show. She is a former advisor and very educated woman um, <clears throat> who worked with, she was an advisor for uh, Barack Obama during his administration. And um, so, you know, I'm sure you all know by now that Roseanne's show got canceled. And hopefully you know why. Okay, she decided to take part in some kind of Twitter feed about, you know, conspiracy theories with Barack Obama. And, you know, she has she's obviously a Republican and she's a Trump supporter. And she's also very into a lot of conspiracy theories about Obama. Um, And so she they were talking about, I guess, some made up conspiracy about, you know, how a lot of the uh, prominent Democrats. Uh, participated in a 
uh, child sex trafficking ring that was out of based out of a pizza store. Yeah, it was a hot ass mess, and yes, that was news. But that was something again. That's a conspiracy theory that these deep, deep right Republicans truly in their deranged minds believe. And um, so she, Valerie Jarrett's name came up basically as part of the conspiracy, saying that she helped Obama hide a lot of these things. And so Roseanne decided to put her two remarks in and say basically that Valerie Jarrett looks like if. A the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. So if you are, you know, live under a rock or you just have no idea what that means, Valerie Jarrett is a black woman who was born in Iran. So basically, what um, Roseanne was saying that this woman was uh, basically a Muslim. If a Muslim and monkeys had a baby, it would be Valerie Jarrett. So she called her a monkey. And again, if you are the stupidest person in the world, you wouldn't know that a monkey is a derogatory term for a black person, especially when you talk about white, white supremacist racists like Roseanne. That's one of their favorite things to call black people is monkey. So Valerie Jarrett, though, just held, handled it very, very well. I, we, we were all talking about that a minute ago uh, before the show started about how well she handled it with grace. Anybody want to talk about that real quick? Um, I just think, you know, it. She could have jumped into all the hype. She could have played super woe is me victim or she could have played angry black woman, which I think people expected because that's what they expect of us. But she didn't. I think, you know, going time back into my angry moment, she handled it and poise and she didn't give them the satisfaction of seeing her lose her cool. And I think that that deserves a, 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 a definite round of applause as black girl magic because she took that. She ate it. But she also didn't go low she went high when they went low and, and and i can appreciate that so i'm just giving her a big round of applause for that exactly good yeah that's how all I feel. right well, I'm, I'm just saying i feel the same way i feel like she handled it very well you know um because she knows roseanne is trash and she was like i'm not even being in that because <laughs> exactly. sometimes when we respond it becomes about our response than about what the original issue is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad right. that she was able to not make it about her response and let the news run with that. So they take the focus off what the person did wrong to get that response. And I'm and that that takes a lot. People may not know, nothing, but that takes a lot to not respond how they have mm-hmm. tried to trigger you to respond. That's that that's that mm-hmm. takes a lot of self-control, a lot of poise and a lot of prayer. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I, and it's something I can share with y'all maybe next week um, on the next show that we have. But there was some, a lesson that I learned from a personal tragedy that I had dealing with some of the aftermath of it, and I really learned that lesson myself. Is sometimes you just got to take the high road and not say anything because people make themselves look stupid in mm-hmm. without any help from you and Roseanne made herself look stupid and she lost her show. And Valerie didn't need to do nothing else. <laughs> you know. She did exactly what she needed to do. She lost that show in less than 24 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was super quick. That show Ryan super- got some pull over there at ABC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right, so how to get away with murder fans. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, y'all. Um that's really it for our show. Anything else y'all want to say before we go ahead and head on out? Mika? I just, no, I just oh. enjoy life. Rosa? 
I, I just really want y'all to put lotion on your elbows. <laughs> I know that we think, I mean, it's just, okay. Let's <laughs> take her. What's Make a whole, get her, please. I, 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 I agree. You got to lotion them elbows. You can't have everything else lotion. I want, I want y'all, because we, it's, it's the summertime, we're wearing less clothes, and I want you to pay attention to your elbows. Well, you know, if you drink water, like you usually tell them to do, you know, stay hydrated, it keeps your skin looking really nice. You know, sometimes them elbows still go, uh, they, they still have, this, like, you can No, it's the summer, yeah. Skin can bleed false. I have discovered coconut oil. <laughs> Coconut oil, pure shea, well, from Shea Moisture. I ain't, you know, we don't get no kickbacks from Shea Moisture because we ain't got it like that anyway. But, you know, pure cocoa, bu- cocoa oil, coconut oil, I mean, works wonders, people. Get the elbows. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's get on out of here. This has been fun. Uh, and don't forget, till we see you next time, keep it half bougie. Bye. Bye.